This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 156. So I have another kind of short episode for you this week, but it's a good one, I promise. And the topic for this week, actually kind of two topics, is do not shoot for free exposure and do not do spec work. Now, if you're not sure what spec work is, we'll get to that in just a moment. So one of the things that photographers get asked a lot is, quote, can I use your photographs for free and give you, quote, exposure? Now, this is always a bad idea. And I understand that as a new photographer just starting out, you might think, hey, why not? I want to become known Well, the main reason why you should not let people or especially companies use your work for free exposure is it hurts the market for every photographer that is out there trying to make a living in this chosen profession. Now, the following image is one of my photos that I had a multi-million dollar company ask if they could use for free and give me exposure, and I told them no. And you can see the image in the show notes for this episode. It was a a photograph of an abandoned gas station that was part of my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia series. Uh, I don't know why they wanted to use the image. I, I didn't get into that with them. They asked if they could use it for free. I saw who the company was and what kind of money they were worth, and I was like, no, that's definitely not happening. Now, a lot of times the client is wanting to use your who's wanting to use your photos will use the excuse that they cannot afford to pay you for your work which more than likely is a lie they just want something for nothing now i remember not too long ago reading an article by david carson who is a professional photographer for the st louis post dispatch and cbs news had actually asked him if they could use some of his incredible photographs for free and they would give him exposure in return. Now, David, as you can imagine, was majorly insulted. I mean, CBS News is a multi-billion dollar company, and yet they didn't want to pay him for his work. They expected him to let them use his photographs for free to get exposure. Now, it's so funny how people and companies think that photographers should work for free, but they would not do the same thing if you ask them to work for free or spec. Now, quite some time back, I watched a great video put out by an ad agency named Zulu Alpha Kilo that's titled Say No to Spec. And then later on, I saw the video reshared by lightstalking.com, so I thought it would make a good subject for the other part of this week's episode, and that has to do with saying no to spec work. Now, if you don't know speculative work or spec work, 
is any kind of creative work that has been completed or submitted by volunteer designers or creatives to prospective clients under the circumstances that a fair or reasonable fee has not been agreed upon yet in writing. Designers are required to invest their own time and resources to compete against each other to win a contract. Now, they say this type of practice is common in industries such as arts and architecture, which architecture especially, I don't believe that. And why people would in the arts community would do this is beyond me. But in design contest, which is an example of speculative work, the client provides participating designers with a brief prize for the eventual winner. They will then submit their work so that the client can select a winning submission. The winner receives the prize and the contract. The other entrants get nothing for their time and effort, which, again, I think is just crazy. Now, they say here, and I'm looking at this uh, information on Wikipedia, just so you know, uh, one main attraction of using speculative work is that it can benefit the clients by bringing cheaper costs and more variations and ideas. As for designers, speculative work can provide them with an opportunity to gain experience, build a portfolio, and to meet people. And I say poppycock. If you want to meet people and network, you're better off getting yourself on something like LinkedIn, which is made specifically for that. And I have two LinkedIn pages. I have one as an IT professional, and then I have another LinkedIn profile as a photographer and creator. And I have lots of connections on both my profiles, lots of people that I network with. And as far as to gain experience, uh, there's other ways you can gain experience and build your portfolio besides giving your time and energy for free to a multi-million or multi-billion dollar companies. Now, they say one of the cons is efficiency. The fact that designers spend countless hours working on projects without any form of payment guaranteed is harmful to them, which I agree with 100%. Designers could have used their resources to build their portfolios, improve their skills, or get a contract with an actual paying customer. Uh, which I agree with 100%. And then it says quality. Some designers focus on undercharging their products rather than improving the quality of the work. This situation is even more severe when designers try to outbid each other to get payment in the contest. It devalues the whole skill set in the design community. And that's exactly what I was getting back to, or what I was getting at at the beginning of the episode when I was talking about not giving away your photographs for free, free quote, exposure. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, how many people do you know that are going to be willing to give their time for absolutely free. I mean, when was the last time your doctor treated you for free? Uh, when was the last time a general contractor remodeled your house for free? When was the last time your local mechanic fixed your car for free? So if none of these other people are willing to work for free, why should you just because you're a creative, whether you're a photographer or um uh, uh, some other type of artist, a sculptor, or um, someone who draws or paints or anything like that. Why should you be expected to give your work away for free when nobody else in the world uh, gives away their work for free? And if you ask them to, they think you're crazy. 
Now, getting back to the, the video I wanted to share with you, I'm going to have a link to the video to it on YouTube so you can watch it for yourself. But I want to go ahead and play the audio for you right now just so you can hear it. And this is really, really funny. Hi, I have your uh, request for proposal. Request for proposal? What the hell is this? So here's the RFP. I'm going through this strategic process, right, where I'm going to pick uh, my personal trainer. You give me the designs on spec, and uh, then we'll see how I like the finished product, and maybe I'll pay for the build. Does that sound good? Sounds completely ass backwards. I don't have a dollar seventy-five in my budget right now just to oh. try one coffee willy-nilly to see okay. if I like it or not. That's why I would like a spec for me. No. You guys can make me a spec breakfast, right? And then if I enjoy it, I'll make you guys my ROR, my restaurant of record. Hey, buddy. Yeah. And then I come, come back and pull my leg. Come on. Get out of my place. Come on. I'm busy. So you don't do spec frames? Not at all, no. Okay, and then how do you get clients? My customers trust me and uh, they like the quality of work I do. I definitely want you as a client, but I'm gonna start providing my services day one, so you've gotta start paying day one. That's just how businesses work. What if you were just my client like right now and you were paying for your coffee? How am I going to know if I like the coffee if just, I don't get to try it first? You just got to trust. Be like everybody else do, you know? I mean, first you pay, then you eat. If I do like the frames, then I will buy more frames off you for a year, but that will come with a fee reduction. And then maybe the next year after that, another fee reduction of another 20% off. But I will be giving you business. No, I'm an architect. I'm a professional and I get paid for my time. I will own all the rights to all the different training methods we've uh, we've gone through. I'm going to teach you how to do stuff, right? And then you own my intellectual property. Exactly. Absolutely not ever would I do that. Why wow. would who would ever agree to that? Okay, so I'm noticing that our chemistry is not really jiving right now. Well, I'm going to test now. Hmm. You work for the government, don't you? What's the matter with you, man? I have other restaurants that will do it for free. And I want to Get out of here! Come on! Go for it! Why you come here? Turn your ass out from here! Come on! Do you do what you do for free? Uh, no. So why do you want me to? Uh, I absolutely love that video. That was very clever and very creative of Zula Alpha Kilo to, <laughs> to come up with that video. And I absolutely love it. And just to touch on it briefly, that's another thing that you never want to do is you'll not only get these multi-million or multi-billion dollar companies that want to use your work for free and just give you exposure, but then you'll actually have some of them that'll have the audacity to ask you if they can also have the copyright to your images. In other words, you give up all your rights to your work and let them have it for free. And then they can do whatever they want with it. They can turn around and sell your work, especially if they have a large audience or marketplace. They can turn around and sell your work, make tons of money off it, and you get absolutely nothing in return. Uh, so definitely say no to free exposure work and absolutely say no to spec work. Please, for God's sakes, don't ever fall for either one of these scams. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Remember to check out the Lamb Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of the previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, so this is going to wrap up episode 156 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. Also, remind you that the first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia Northwest Counties, is now available. You can pick up a signed copy at the LiamPhotography.net online store, or you can get an unsigned copy at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Also, be sure to stop by on YouTube, check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel, give it the channel a subscribe, a like, and share out the videos, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops, and you can do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania. They each have their own YouTube channels as well. You can find the links in the show notes. All right, that's going to wrap this one up. I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors.